0: Forever! Dog!
1: Welcome to another episode of Best Show Best's The Greatest Hits of The Best Show with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6pm Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, best show. What's up, Mom?
0: What's that? Hey, it's it's, it's Shep in Newbridge calling. I'm I'm loving the show tonight. It's it's killer as always.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you, Shep. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. We're trying. We're trying. How are
0: you doing? You're not trying. You're doing.
1: Thank you, Shep. That's a, that's a very nice of you to say.
0: Absolutely, I would love to chime in on uh, ye old topic or Rooney, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, please.
0: All right. Well, f- first, I want to get your take on this. I've never heard you talk about this, but I assume you probably have a, a similar thing. Do, do you have songs that annoy you because you don't understand the title? And I'll, I'll give you an example of my big one. It's a song by Elvis Presley called Wear My Ring Around Your Neck. And when I first heard it, I was a kid, and I didn't understand that he meant to to like put it on a on a chain around her neck. I thought he wanted to actually squeeze her actual
1: neck. Huh? Like ring and ring a ring neck? And neck? Yeah. Yes, it's sick, right? It's like torture. That's that is sick. That would be straight up torture. I don't like it. No, I don't. I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, but uh, but um, so you're suggesting where My Ring Around the Neck is one of the top 100 songs of all time? No, not at all. No,
0: I, I want to get that out of the way. I want to see if you had any songs where where you kind of had that. Oh. What? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, let me think about that.
0: We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. You know, it's really hard to pick just one song.
2: Mm -hmm. So
0: I know this is probably cheating, but let me just, uh, I'll I'll give you a few. Okay.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, P-Funk wants to get funked up uh, by P-Funk. Of course, Uh, uh, the siege and investiture of Baron Von Bronkenstein's Castle in with Syria by Bloister Cult. Uh, Attitude by the Misfits. Um, don't Make Fun of Daddy's Voice, Morrissey, uh, Wired by Mother 13.
1: Um, That's a good one. Rail is Top. Pardon me? That's a good one, the Mother 13 one. It's a great, it's a great one, yeah. It, it, it's like uh, it's like the best of
0: kind of like Black Flag and Nirvana and you know all, all that great stuff we used to listen to and bop down the street to see when we were younger.
1: We
3: would Uh, just
0: bop
1: down the street to go to the, to the Nirvana show.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Get off work. Get on my skateboard.
1: Yeah. Should we start bopping now? We should get down there. I think we should get down there.
0: Uh, what else? I love, uh, ain't Going to hell for anybody by Bob Dylan. Of course, um, attitude by the replacements, uh, Uh, The song called Popcorn Bowls, I I, I don't know who
1: does it, but I hear it at P.G. Maxx all the time. That is, that's one that really seems to be, I think it's the way like that Mariah Carey Christmas song, when it first came out, it wasn't a classic. Right. But but then it became a classic, like over time. And now you'd think it was always one of the biggest songs ever.
0: I think it's always existed. It's like the Bible or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the VW bug
1: those. Yeah. I mean, I guess there was a time when there was no, um, VW bug.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Um, what else? Uh, is it cold in here or is it just you by the late great Joe Diffie? Um, I've got a splitting Hidachi by the Dickies, uh, attitude by the bell brains. Um, mm-hmm. I wanna be where the bands are by Bruce Springsteen.
1: Okay. These are all these are all winners.
0: I love that. Hey, you are know, speaking of Bruce. Yeah. I saw him the other day. Really? Yes, yeah. I I live in Newbridge, but I I grew up near Freehold where he's from. hmm I my dentist is still in Freehold, so I go back there a couple times a year, you know, for a Cleanup or whatever, and uh, by chance, he's also Bruce's dentist, and I go there the other day because I broke a back tooth on one of those month-old donuts they have at Cruller City.
1: Those are, they still look good, but they are not fresh. They're so, they're like rock hard, and I never remember it. I always think, like you said, they
0: look so good, and I get them, and it's just like, I've probably broken seven teeth on those things.
1: Well, I would hope at some point you'd realize that maybe you gotta—you're not going to suddenly get better at eating month-old donuts.
0: No, no, and I get—I I get stopped on the street a lot. People think I'm a hockey player because my teeth are
1: all chipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a yeah, like that, well, that's a cool look. It is a cool look, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't really speak
0: to Bruce because honestly, I was so scarred. By this story I heard about this total doofus who cornered Patty Smith in a San Francisco elevator, who asked her at gunpoint if she ever saw Humble Pie.
1: Well, I don't know if it was at gunpoint. In fact, I do know it wasn't at gunpoint. But well, how do you how do you know? Oh, um, I I know. I I just know. Okay. I kind of
0: so, yeah. This monster uh, stole her handbag before running out of the elevator too. So she was, she didn't have any money.
1: That didn't, that was not a part of it also. Um, How do you know this? (laughs) um, I, I, it was, it, it was me.
2: What?
1: Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. Oh, now I'm embarrassed.
1: Well, that stinks that you'd be. Well, you're embarrassed for me.
0: I'm embarrassed that, that I brought it up. I didn't. I didn't know it was you, and um, that makes what I'm about to say even, like a little less embarrassing, maybe.
1: Okay. How? How um,
0: so? So, in the office, I did make eye contact with Bruce
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he when he smiled at me for some reason I did this ridiculous air guitar movement. And for some reason I was doing it left handed with my tongue out, but it was like flat bass too. So it was, it was, Oh, it was awful. I can't believe I did it.
1: Wow. Well, what, what happened? It just kind of got the, the, it seemed like the right move.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I was really embarrassed for me. And, and so was he. And I swear I heard the receptionist under her breath say, that was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. And I was in a high school production of Mr.
1: Roberts. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that, it happens.
0: Which, which is a good movie. I gotta say, I like that movie.
1: Mr. Roberts.
0: Yes. Have you
1: seen it? Who is that? Henry Fonda?
0: It's it's a uh, it's what's his name Costner.
1: Costner, okay.
0: Yeah, he he plays the murderous father. Do you remember this?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, Mr. Yeah, what is that? That's Mr. Oh. Brooks. Oh,
0: it's Mr. Brooks. Yes. Well, what's Mr. Roberts then? I, well, I, that's, I
1: think that? that's a boat movie with Henry Fonda.
0: Oh, uh, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where um. Where that shark is kind of around them the whole time, and then and then when Dicky Dreyfus sees it, he goes, "This boat
1: needs to be way bigger. I think those are two different movies, but um, for a second, I thought that was a clip from the movie. Right? I sound just like him. You really do have a pretty good. What did you call him, Dickie Dreyfus? That's what, it's, that's what the people that know him call him. Yeah. Sure, okay, and I'm assuming then you know him.
0: Um, I feel like I do from his films, you know, Crippendorf's Tribe and uh, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. I like, I like all, all the good
1: ones. Beautiful, 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 beautiful coal. I
2: love it. Yeah,
0: I love that. Oh, so anyway, for, for the rest of the day, I had this, this thing in my head. And it was basically, what if Bruce Springsteen had a song called Dentist on the Edge of Town instead of Darkness? Uh-huh. I, I tried to write some lyrics for it, but I, I'm just not creative when it comes to writing earnest pop music. like. You know, erotic, sometimes frightening watercolors on canvas. Sure, that I can do, but, but not earnest pop music. So uh, I was wondering, I, I know you're, you're kind of quick-witted. Um, off the top of your head, how do you think a song called Dentist on the Edge of Town might Oh, be? I,
1: I have no idea. I, I <laughs> Just make something up, really quick. I, I, can't, I can't. I just, I, I don't you, think I have it. I don't think I have any. You'd want me to try to write a thing off the top of my head? Just, like, like that? Just it out, man. With it, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would probably go something like. Oh, see, I
3: it's just see. I feel silly. Oh, please. Just,
0: oh. It, it would brighten my day, please.
3: Well, some people, they need to get bridge work. And some others, they need root canal. When you got some issues with the teeth in your mouth, there's only one place you should go to, pal. Well, if you want to get your teeth cleaned, or if you just want to get everything checked, there's a spot down in Newbridge, so just know that there's a dentist on the edge of town. There's a dentist on the edge of town.
2: Just Wilson well, everybody's
3: got some teeth, son. Some chompers that you want to replace. But some folks aren't sure about getting dentures. But they will put a big smile on your face. So if you want your teeth cleaned. Or if you just want everything checked. There's a spot down in New Bridge. So know that. There's a dentist on the edge of town. There's a dentist on the edge of town. I was stupid. I'm sorry.
0: I mean, I'm sorry I broke in there because I was thinking there's no way this guy is going to have two verses of this thing. That it was the
1: the second. Off the top of my head. I swear off the top of my head.
0: This is why we call you the song doctor.
1: Wait, is that what people call me?
0: Oh yeah, everybody calls you that. Didn't you know that?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Um, oh my god. I mean, that that's that's great. That, I mean, the, the, to come up with that at the top of your head. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing the namaste bow right now with my hands.
1: Well, I appreciate down. it. That's very kind. Together. Thank you.
0: You're a really you're a great songwriter.
1: Well, I mean, it's a thank you. Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com/Office Hours Live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them.: don't
2: them,
0: them. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm in a band.: You are?: I am. Yes. Yeah. They're called "Morbid flagranticide. I guess you could call it what we do, extreme metal.
1: Extreme metal?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like what? Well, tell me more about that.
0: Well, you know, we just put out our, our fourth album, and it, it's called One Exsanguination Under God. And I'll tell you, man, this record is the heaviest thing we've ever done. I honestly think it's the heaviest thing anyone's ever going to hear. It's literally the heaviest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. ever. I'm so proud of it. Well, let me, let me, I just got to interrupt you for one. This is a little bit of a, a little bit of a bee in my bonnet with this. It's just that you like, I'm not a big heavy metal guy. So, right. but every time you read or hear an interview with someone from a metal band, they're always saying like, oh, our new record is heavier than anything we've ever done before. And it just like makes you wonder, it's like, like at this point, how heavy can a band even get?
0: Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear you. But uh, well, let me play, Um, let me play the title track if that's cool. Do a, I'll, I'll play like 30 seconds of it or
1: something. Is that okay? I, yeah, okay. yeah, that'd be great. We're happy. We're doing it. All right. Hang on. Okay.
0: Fortune, right
1: well that's it's, it's very it's very heavy it's
0: really heavy
2: right yeah yeah
1: what, what was that that's our music okay yeah it just it just sounded like I don't know what I don't know what it sounded like exactly
0: it's, it's heavy it's the heaviest uh-huh It's like, it's so heavy.
1: It's not even music. Yeah, no, that's kind of, guess what I was trying to get at is that it's, it's so heavy that it's kind of not music.
0: It's just like, it's the the oral equivalent of just like a cinder block.
1: That's what that was.
0: Yeah.
1: The, The oral equivalent of a cinder block.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, yeah,
1: I didn't know that was something to strive for, but you know,
0: absolutely. you're close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I gotta say though. Your um, your song really brightened my day. It's it, it's. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty rough patch. I know I sound all happy go lucky, but I'm not.
1: Well, I'm glad I could help out. That that I didn't realize a dentist on the edge of town would mean that much to you. Oh,
0: it it did. It did. You know, it's it's like a a rare a real bright spot in, in a really terrible month.
1: And why, what what's making it so terrible?
0: Well, Tom, I, I do rock on the weekends, but my day gig is floor manager of Mannheim office solutions on pancake Boulevard. Okay. Uh, oh, geez. About two weeks ago, there's really no other way to say this. I, I, I lost control of the office.
1: Okay. How, how did you lose? What is your, what is your job there again? You are a, um... I'm the floor manager. I'm I'm in charge. I'm I'm in
0: charge of the day to day operations at uh, Mannheim office office, uh, solutions. And um, basically what happened was um, I showed weakness when I hesitated in reprimanding an employee for talking back to me and a couple of guys from the loading dock where it just happened to be in the break room when it happened. And when they saw me kind of hesitate, these guys, they're total alpha males. They they seized upon that moment and they mounted this coup and turned everybody in the place against me.
1: How so? Like what how how do you turn everyone against somebody? It's like you're working.
0: I know he, they they just started like trying to undermine my authority before I knew it. All the employees had me barricaded in my office while they ordered out for beer and tostadas from Los Amigos and put it on my credit card.
1: So they got beer and 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 tostadas delivered and you had to pay for it. And they locked me in my office. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Well, my name's not Bert. Um, <laughs> it, it, um, no, that's a saying. That's what that that's what Don
0: Delawee says to Bert Reynolds uh, in that ski ski resort bar scene in the end.
1: He does not say that's the tip of the ice, comma Bert.
0: Well, maybe you're right. I've never seen it,
1: and it's it's about. No, it's it okay. This, and but I okay, you didn't see the movie the end. Fair enough. You've heard the saying tip of the iceberg though, haven't you? Is that what it, I, I think I always thought it was up the tip of the ice,
0: comma, bird.
1: Well, it's okay. Well then that's just an honest mistake and it's not, but it's iceberg. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, irregardless, it's complete madness in the office now. Everybody's out of control. It's like a suck dog concert, but with staplers and post-it notes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a. Sure is. (laughs) Okay. So, so it's bad news. It's what you're real, and I dread I dread going in every day
0: because I'm terrified my regional manager Julie is gonna walk in when my underlings have me taped to one of those roller chairs, like an office chair, and they're putting bets on how fast they can push me to thirty feet from the break room into the company Christmas tree over and over
1: again. So they're just pushing you over and over again. Yeah. In the in in your chair.
0: Yes, and, and once I slam into the tree, they untape me, and I have to put all the ornaments back up, and then they tape me up again.
1: As if you're the jerk who knocked them over.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's really, I don't know what to do. It's a, it's a major, major conflict. I, I don't know how, how to resolve. You know. Um, so that's, that's going on. But you know, speaking of conflict.
1: Yeah. Have you seen this Kenny G documentary? I have. Yes. I thought it was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I really like, uh, oh. I like the filmmaker a lot. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring this up. Her name's Penny, right? Is that right? Yes. Penny Lane. Yeah. Now I understand
0: why Penny left this out, but I was hoping there would be some mention of Kenny's pension for
1: slap fights. Okay. I I didn't know about that because yeah, look, that obviously was not in the in the finished documentary, but I didn't know that Kenny G was into slap fights at all. He
0: he loves it, and he so much so he has worn the slap tattooed on his left haunch.
1: Well, this is it. Wow! Now, for the first time, I'm questioning who should have made this Kenny G documentary.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Basically how this started, the story goes that back in Seattle in the early 80s, Kenny met his hero, Grover Washington Jr., mm-hmm. and, and he goes up to Grover and he says, I'm a huge fan. It would mean the world to me if I could sit in with you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and Grover says he can if he goes three rounds with him in a back alley slap fight.
1: Okay. Wow. What happened, he, right? Yeah.
0: So Kenny has no idea what a slap fight is, and he gets, I don't know what you're talking about, but halfway out of his mouth, when Grover lands the loudest, juiciest slap across Kenny's right cheek, uh, apparently it was so loud, people in the venue thought it was a gunshot.
1: But the slap was so, wow. Okay, that's a loud slap.
0: So So loud, and... This
1: flipped some switch in Kenny.
0: And without even thinking, Kenny retaliates with a slap across Grover's face that drum legend Steve Gad said lifted Grover almost a foot into the air and left a mark just like that mark in that scene in Tommy Boy where Tommy and Richard get into that fight and Richard hits him in the face with a board. And then, you know, in the next scene, Richard is sitting across from Tommy and Tommy goes, Richard, is there a mark on my face? And Richard goes, I don't see one. And, and he, he, he turns his face to the right. And he goes, it goes from here to here. And it's a huge red mark on his face.
1: Yeah. Wow. I I remember that scene. I, I'm um, one thing I'm one takeaway from this is I didn't know Steve Gadd was such a, such a huge, uh, Chris Farley David Spade fan.
0: He loves all of it. Okay. He loves everything they've ever done. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's that's kind of cool.
0: Kind of all he talks about.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that Steve uh I mean I didn't know that Steve Gadd loved those movies and I really didn't know that Kenny G was such a masterful slap fighter.
0: Oh my God! Yes, yeah. Uh, he he totally. By all accounts, Kenny just took to slap fighting like a duck to Walter.
1: Mm-hmm. Water.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, take a drink. I, I
1: don't mind. No, no, no. I'm saying that again. It, it's a little flub there. It's like a duck to water.
0: Oh, that oh. makes total sense. I, I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know what I thought it meant. A, a duck to Walter. I guess I'd always. That always confused me. I thought maybe it was, uh, it was about Walter from uh, the hardcore band Gorilla Biscuits, which I, sure. I, it still doesn't make sense to me.
1: Well, no, I mean, it could make sense if it was uh, after a rousing Gorilla Biscuits show if, if uh, he was very thirsty. But that's not, what the, that's not what that saying comes from even a little bit.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll 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 have to look into that.
1: Um I, I actually had a similar thing happen to me, uh, Ooh. like the Kenny G thing with um Do you know who Henry Rollins is? I, I I do. He was in a band that I used to bop down to see called Black Flag. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was backstage and during his Rollins band times and there was this guitar back there. And I was like, man, that is I said to him like Sir, that is such a cool guitar. Yeah. And do you know what he said to me? I don't know. He said, You want it? And I was like, Are you kidding? Yeah. And then you know what he said to me? No. He said, It's all yours. If you can take it from me.
0: Oh, no. And he's ripped.
1: He's ripped. And, um, I just started, I chickened out and did not try to get it from him. Oh man. Yeah, I know. I blew it. I should have tried at least. You should have taken your shirt off and, 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 and just
0: grabbed it. I mean, he would probably be like so confused why you took your shirt off that it would give you a millisecond of a jump on him.
1: Yeah, or I could have done the move like in Midnight Run when Robert De Niro goes, "Marvin, look out!" and then he looks and he punches him.
0: Yes, that or like, oh my God, a UFO is in the other is in the corner of the room or something
1: mm-hmm. like that, or your yeah. shoes aren't tied. Yeah, or if you got a good friend, you do the patty cake thing with them.
0: Oh, I love patty cake! Yes,
1: patty cake, patty cake, baker man. Bake me a cake as fast as you can, and you punch on can. Right. You punch, and then
0: you, you take the bag of money, and then when mm-hmm. you get to your safe house, what do you and, and your partner do when you you open up that sack of money?
1: We roll in it. I pour it on the bed.
0: And what are you saying, though? Are you are you singing something over and over again?
1: Well, I, usually I sing We're in the Money at that point.
0: That's it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it yeah you know um, getting back to Kenny, it's not well known, but but Kenny has an advanced person who searches the each city for slap fight opponents to go head to head with uh, him and uh, what he, he's pretty much slap fighting until he goes on stage.
1: Wow. So he must keep him, uh, must keep him in shape then because I know he's big on practicing his saxophone. Yeah. He also he practices his slap <laughs> fighting with the same dedication is what you're implying.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, like he's, he's in full slap fight mode just like a minute before he goes on. And that's why he's so red faced when he launches into his opener, slip of the tongue.
1: Because he's been slap fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. wait, what is his opener?
0: Uh, slip of the tongue.
1: Okay. Is that one of his songs?
0: Please, yes. I thought you were a die-hard fan.
1: Well, not not so much. I thought you were a G man. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a die easy fan. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Oh. And speaking of things that are shocking.
1: Yeah. What's that?
0: So I go to see Bob Dylan at the Newbridge Performance Center for the Folk Rock Arts last uh-huh. night. Yeah. There's this this guy three seats down from me, and he's just hooping and hollering through the entire show. So annoying. hmm. Keeps asking for these real obvious Dylan songs that Dylan hasn't played for years. Mm-hmm. You know, all all the stuff he's got, kind of like, dancing and stuff. And
2: he he, he
0: brought a Traveling Wilberry's album with him that he kept trying to get. Bob to sign during the show just mortifying behavior and I was so angry I wanted to throttle him but my girlfriend kept talking me out of
1: it-huh
0: so show's over I'm driving my girlfriend back to her house and I, I drop her off at her place and I start driving home and I see that there's this car accident up ahead hmm a, a, a car has skidded off the road and it, it, into this big ditch and, and there's smoke coming from the car and I, I can hear this guy moaning for help in the car. And I, So I got out of my car and I run up there, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. The guy in the car is that a-hole from the Dylan concert.
1: Wow. That's weird. What a coincidence. No, it's it's crazy. I, I, and he's going, Please help me. Please.
0: And I, I lean in and I go, Hey, um, name one song up under the red sky. And he's like, w- What? What? And I go, How about one song from Desire? And he goes, Please help me. And I go, Are you even a fan? He goes, oh, you gotta help me, please. And I go, all right, I'll help you if you can tell me who plays tambourine on like a Rolling Stone. Yeah, it's Bruce Langhorn, of course. And he, he doesn't know. And, and he looks at me like he can't believe what I'm doing. And I put my mouth to his ear and I go, you were such a b-bag at that show tonight. You ruined the concert for so many people. And he goes,
2: I'm sorry, please, please call an ambulance.
0: And I look into his eyes, and I said the exact same thing B. Snyder said to my friend Hody Patterson in 1984 when we went to see Twisted Sister open for Iron Maiden at the Newbridge Arena Rock Arena. See, Hody loved all that new wave of British heavy metal stuff, and he thought Twisted Sister was beneath him. So Hody just stood there with his arms folded the whole time. And Dee sees him out there standing all bored, and he says, Everybody having a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be having a good time, too, if it wasn't for this one guy in the second row. And Dee tells the spotlight person to shine the light on Hody. It's
1: crazy. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Everyone starts throwing stuff at Hody. Uh Uh-huh. He must have got hit with at least 15 painter's hats.
1: Yeah, they wore painter's wow. hats back then. That was, I don't even know where I'd buy a painter's hat these days except at a, a Sherwin-Williams.
0: Yeah, I don't think people rock in, in them anymore. I think he, I think people just paint in them now. I know? don't
1: even know if painters paint in them anymore.
0: Probably not. I don't know. I wonder if painters still wear painter's pants, you know, so they had the big loop for your brush. Yeah. That I don't
1: know. Me don't neither. Know.
0: Any Yeah. Anyway, so Dee tells the spotlight person to shine the light on Hody and everyone starts throwing stuff at him and Hody is so embarrassed. And you know, he wants to say things, so he starts rocking out. You know, and Dee and, mm-hmm. and points right at him and goes He says the same thing I said to the guy in the ditch.
2: It's too late now, motherfucker.
0: And Tom,
1: yeah. I left him there. That's terrible. I
0: have no idea what happened to him. I don't know if
1: he's alive. Probably, a, I probably he, a pretty good idea what happened to him.
0: Yeah, I think he's dead.
1: Yeah, I would say that's the pretty good idea that I was referring to. Wait, are you judging me? A little bit, yeah. Uh, on this one, yes. Right. Why? Because, because what's that? He ruined the concert for us. He didn't ruin it. Yes, he did. He did? Well, even if he ruined it, it doesn't mean he deserves to perish.
0: Well, I paid a lot of money for those tickets.
1: How much did you pay? $7,000. Wow, that is a fair (laughs) amount of money. Why were they that much? Where were your seats?
0: Well, I didn't even know he was playing until that night. So I, I, I went to, uh, you know, I, I, I went to the arena and there was a scalper there, and um, mm-hmm. the, the seats were pretty good. So and I had that money on me. So,
1: so the scalper did. Did you name the price, or did the scalper name the price? I did. I said I have seven thousand dollars in my wallet. Well, well, you can't be mad, as you probably should have said. I have two hundred dollars, and seen what the scalper said, why would you offer all the money you have? I guess I wanted him to think I was a big man, like a big spender. Sure, and how's that working for you now?
0: Well, I see the error, the error in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that might not not been such a great a great idea.
1: Do you even know the name of the scalper that you would be willing to spend that much money to impress? Um, I
0: didn't know it. No, and I'll probably never see him again. Yeah, yeah. Now you say this, I'm really, I'm really questioning my logic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think you it's a real misfire, Shep. Yeah, it
0: really is. Oh no!
1: Wait, what? What's going on now?
0: Oh no! What? Well, I guess what they say about the show being the favorite podcast of America's biggest a-holes is true.
1: Wait, they say that? I, I don't well, like that that's what.
0: I've seen it in a lot of uh, um, um, comedy radio forums.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then that's fair. At least at, least, at least they're fans of the medium.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a website called The Special Thing 2, T-O-O.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad that it's back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hey, what a relief! Yeah, yeah, we miss it. Uh So they're going on. They're they're okay. Yeah. Well, what's going Maybe. on? Maybe. But it's a guy left in the He didn't die. He didn't die. Okay. Well, then I was wrong.
0: Oh no! He must have heard me unburdening myself and traced the call.
1: Well, Shep, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Oh no, he's he's rooting around in my bushes. Uh huh. Oh man, he's got a portable guillotine and he's sharpening it. Oh no. Oh. 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 well, Tom, I guess yeah. I'm gonna go face my music. But speaking of music, before I do that, yeah, I wanna. I think I've arrived at my at my number one song.
1: Okay, what is that? Uh, it's a song by Cindy Lauper called She Oh, okay, I'm familiar with it. Why do you think that should make the list?
0: Well, I think it is, it should be on the list because as far as I know, it's the only song about a woman cranking it and not a guy. Okay, I got to go. Oh, man.
1: Oh, well, best of luck to you, man. Shep.
0: Oh, thank you so much. All right. All right. Au revoir.
1: Au revoir. Wow, Poor Shep. Poor Shep, huh? The best show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Liz. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash... The Best Show, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show, number four, life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.